everybody welcome to just gaming things podcast Hi. where we bring you an all perspective on video games gaming news and nerdy stuff and we're live every saturday on twitch tv slash just gaming things at 1 p.m eastern standard time yeah so, yeah i'm jam and i'm here with the lovely uh spin and Hi. my goodness the day after Christmas, here we are. Happy holidays, yeah. everybody. Happy holidays. Yes, happy, happy Boxing day. day. No, I still don't really understand what that is. But... <laughs> okay, so I learned. Okay, here, okay. let's break it down. So Boxing Day, apparently, it's like Christmas 2.0, but it's like for the other relatives. So I think this is a UK thing. So like for Christmas that you just spend it with your like immediate family. And then for like Boxing oh, Day, cool. it's like when like the aunts and the uncles and possibly like grandparents and stuff like that. Like you just go out of your way to like meet with like family. As far as yeah, I understand. Like extended family situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Look at us. Turns out we don't just talk about gaming things. <laughs> Learning. It's an educational podcast. An educational podcast. It's a nerdy stuff. <laughs> Valid. It's we did nerdy stuff. Well, it we, fits into the ethos of podcast. Valid. <laughs> Very valid. You know what? You did we that. You did that. Yeah. We, listen. There's not many me. news I this week, me. but we do talk about news here. And uh, GM is going to get started with our first story. Uh, yes, so, uh, yeah. Our first story, first segment, just headline teams. Uh, PS5 now warns players when they are about to launch the PS4 version of a game. Uh, so we have a write-up from Tech Radar where um, it states that Sony has added a warning to PS5 consoles to help prevent players accidentally launching PS4 versions of cross-gen games. Many new games, including Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, are compatible on both PS4 and PS5 systems, leaving some players unsure how to launch a specific version of a title. Now players launching cross-gen games on PS5 will be met with a message reading, you're about to play the PS4 version of this game, do you want to switch to the PS5 version? Followed by an option to download slash play the PS4 version or switch to the PS5 version. Um, Xbox Series X and the Series S consoles are equipped with a, a new system called Smart Delivery um, that assigns a badge to signify the particular generation of a game in a player's game library. Um, and what's more is that the Xbox will automatically launch the best version of the game when a title is selected, regardless of the generation chosen. Uh, so basically, if... Um, if an Xbox Series X player uh, starts the Xbox One version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the system will automatically switch the game to the optimized version for the newer gen console. Um, what do you guys think about the fact that uh, the PS5 is now doing this? Um, and do you think that this is... I feel like at the end of the day, this is a good thing, but do you think that they should attempt to implement something similar to what Microsoft is doing on the Xbox series of consoles this generation? I think, uh, like, yeah, I think it's definitely 
a good idea that they're doing this now. Um, Cause like, I, I didn't really think about how confusing that would be <laughs> until, <laughs> until I actually got uh, my series S recently. I did, I did get an Xbox series S and I've been like going through game pass and it says like, which titles are optimized for the series X and S like right on the, the little title screen. And it just, it just does it like super really easily, but I didn't even think about that. Cause like, so, especially with this generation, I feel like there's such an emphasis on digital that like, you don't necessarily know like which version of the game you're, right. <laughs> you're launching if it's, if it's a cross generation game. So I definitely think it's a, it's good that they've implemented this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I did think it was, it was cool how, how Xbox handled it as well. They just like automatically do it <laughs> and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, what it what, what do you think, Ruby? I I agree. I think it, I think it's a good thing that they at least warn people. Um, do we know if it's like a situation where, when you're about to launch like the PS4 version, if they give you like an option of like, yes, I want to launch this, or they give you either a choice to either purchase the upgrade or. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little pop up window that comes up like you're about to launch the PS4 version. Do you want to switch to the PS5 version? Do you want to launch the PS4 version anyway? Mm-hmm. Like it it gives you some options there. It's weird. Like but... I don't know why you would want, like you know what I mean. Like if you're on the PS5, you obviously want to play the best version of that game. Better? So it's like, yeah, it's what it's what uh, our our chatter uh, fly is saying. Uh, like, what is the motivation of choosing to launch the PS4 version if you can't play the right. PS5 version? Uh, right. I, I think that would apply to situations where maybe like it's a paid upgrade because not every developer made it a free thing where you can just like um, upgrade for free. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they could make that an option, like for those games who you have to like actively pay for. But I feel like for others, they should just automatically either like make it uh, not compatible necessarily, but you know that the, the smart um, feature that they have on on Xbox, they should just either default to the better version, and or if right. you can't default to that because you have to pay for some reason, then just maybe do a pop-up window and be like, hey, this is the PS4 version. If you want to upgrade to the PS5 version, here's where you can go to do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I think, mainly. So so I think it's pretty interesting in that this fits more with this, this conversation we've had basically since the start of the podcast, right? When we talk about Microsoft's commitment to consumer friendliness this this I wouldn't even say just this time around but like ever since kind of like the middle of the last console gener- of the last console generation now right they've kind of invested in this consumer friendly kind of ideology ideology and the idea that they basically like if you buy a cross gen game right now you get both versions right and so a lot of the games now is like oh if you you know, they were basically like, oh, if you bought a, a game for Xbox One because you couldn't get an Xbox Series X at the time, when you get your Xbox Series X, when you go to put the the disc in or you log in with your account and you're now playing on the newer console, 
it knows, oh, you're on the new console now, we'll upgrade you to the to the new gen version of the game. And to me, that's a very interesting model, right? Because it, it's this thing that Microsoft has been like, wherever you play our games, it's gonna be the best version of the game for you, no matter what. And I think that's just very interesting. Um, I am glad that um, PlayStation is doing this. I wonder what pushed them to do this and, I, and, and why they decided that this was the way that they would do it. Um, and why, if you bought a game on the PlayStation 5, was it not already the PlayStation 5 version of the game? Like, why did you have to, unless you had a disc that you were then putting into the PlayStation 5, I don't really get why it would, um, why it would give you the PlayStation 4 version of the game to begin with, which to me is surprising. Um, yeah. It just comes off so as that, like I, a little weird and annoying. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, that's the thing. I'm just confused by it, and I wonder what you guys think of it. I just, it just doesn't seem to jive with the fact that it's like you've released a new console. If most people are buying digital copies of games at this point, why are you giving me the PS4 version unless the PS4 version is the only version of the game that's been released. Like, you know, our yeah. our, our favorite talking point for the last, like, four weeks, oh, you know, CD Projekt Red's <laughs> disaster of a game. Right. Yeah, I think I think it, it would, if I wasn't someone who, like, was a part of a podcast where every week we kind of get into the news of gaming and we kind of uh, mm-hmm. do all of that, if I was just, like, a casual gamer... Uh, which most gamers are like most gamers aren't like reading articles left right and center like Mm -hmm. they're just consuming their content and especially if you're a console gamer it's you just want the convenience I feel like seeing that pop-up would raise a lot of questions for me I would be like wait do I want to launch the PS4 version like is the PS5 version going to be different is it is it not going to be the same save file? Yeah. Like, I would be very confused. I would be like, why uh, is yeah. this a question? Like, what is the difference? Um, maybe they could have, I don't know. It just seems like a weird pop-up. I feel like you could just give people the option of, like, either always default mm-hmm. to the best version or have the person choose if they for some reason want to choose like maybe people if they want to like compare how it runs like the ps4 version with backwards compatibility versus the ps5 version and i guess some people may want to do that but i feel like you should hide that under like a setting you know what i mean like just make it one less window for me to click through unless i want to click through it which i don't so just give me the option to just like default to the best version and uh when i think yeah. and i think this is an issue of i think this is an issue of of the idea you know we always talk about the fact that options are having more options is better but like to me this is a situation where having more options isn't the better option it's just <laughs> yeah. confusing like just start the best version of the game on the console that i have like it's 2020 i know that your console can figure out what i have <laughs> right and say Oh, you're playing on a PS5? Okay, cool. Because, yeah, it might be that, okay, I have an Xbox One and I have an Xbox Series X or S. And, oh, in my living room, I have the the newer gen console. And in I, I moved the old one to my bedroom to play whenever I'm like, oh, I want to play in bed or something. Give me the ability to say, oh, you're playing on a different console than you're normally playing. Yeah, just switch between that. But if I have to 
go in and like have a pop-up window every single time that makes me choose like it makes no sense and if i'm on ps4 i can't play the ps5 version of the game so why is there a, so there's no option there <laughs> yeah. but you give it to me on the ps5 what was the reason like <laughs> yeah and even like i'm thinking like, oh go ahead sorry um oh, i'm thinking like um it might be a situation of like not necessarily every game comes with a p a, a free ps5 uh upgrade like that mm -hmm. because i know when i got my um my sackboy big adventure the special edition came with a free ps5 upgrade uh on the ps4 but the like the regular edition the regular ps4 edition i don't think came with that free upgrade so i think it's like mm. a situation that where it like it really depends on like what version of the game you're buying if it if it comes with like a ps5 upgrade okay um so i think i think that might be some of like the the motivation to do a pop-up like that because it, it might necessarily it might not necessarily be like a free upgrade if if you're looking to upgrade to ps5 version yeah. So I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's yeah. the motivation for wanting to have like a window that pops up. And maybe like people yeah, can check out sense. like what options they have. Like if there's a free upgrade, if there's a paid upgrade, maybe I guess that that kind of makes sense if there is that option. Although I would be very annoyed if like, let's say I was trying to launch one particular game and they always asked me that every single time and like it didn't oh, yeah. kind of memorize. And it would be just a thing of like, maybe add a little like, like cross don't ask me again Bob. yeah yeah <laughs> like just don't ask yeah. me again just like memorize my choice please mm -hmm. um because there's a likelihood yeah. that if i chose to run either version for whatever reason that i had a, a solid motivation for it right like mm -hmm. if right. i didn't want to like spend extra money upgrading for a ps5 version when i can just play the backwards compatible version I don't need to be reminded every day that I'm playing a slightly inferior version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't remind me that I'm playing the PS4 version. Right. Uh... <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't see that like little tick box in the pop-up window, the picture of the pop-up window that I saw. So I don't know if they have that. Uh, Is it every don't. time? Oh my god! That I would assume be so. It so... Might be every time. <laughs> Why? Just, just <laughs> fix it, Jesus! Like, <laughs> or just default uh, to the maybe. best option. I don't know, like something. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe so. Maybe well, so. in other PlayStation well. news, uh, PS5 <laughs> players are reporting that the adaptive triggers on their controllers are breaking. Uh, we have a little write-up from Screen Rant. So apparently some PlayStation 5 owners are reporting that the adaptive trigger feature on their DualSense controller is breaking. Uh, the adaptive triggers can tighten or loosen. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Depending oh on the god. context. Um, <laughs> for example, players can feel the string of their bow tighten as they draw an arrow. Uh, the tension in the trigger can be quite strong to the point where it can be a real struggle just to push the button. When the controller was revealed, some worried whether the triggers could break. Now it seems, at least in some cases, that it has. Uh, via hot hardware, excuse me, uh, hundreds of PS5 owners are reporting malfunctioning or broken triggers. Some users have reported a snap where the button then loses all adaptive features. Others have reported that their trigger will activate under the slightest touch from the controller. 
it's unknown how widespread the problem is, but it's definitely more than a few isolated cases. Uh, one thread concerning the same issue went on for 11 pages. So, uh, y'all, this is actually something that I did get a little concerned about. Because, like, if there's going to be some sort of resistance from the button, and some games will have you be like, they're like, oh, you're not pressing the button as you're, like, fully mashing it and almost destroying it. So this doesn't really surprise me because that's actually a concern that I kind of had. I was like, wait, is this going to make it so that some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I can still press the button. I'm stronger than the button. And guess what? They break the triggers. Um, So, yeah. What do you all think about this entire controller situation? Um, Spin and I were actually chatting a little bit about this before we started. When I heard that they were doing this, I was kind of like, I think that this is going, I was like, this is going to be a thing that happens. Like this is, it's going to break. People are going to pull on it. And I think it's just because people aren't used to that style of, of, of controller response, right? They're not used to getting like pushed back. So they're going to be pushing harder on it to get it to work. Yeah. Um, as I'm like sitting here, like moving my finger, like, <laughs> like it matters or something but like i think that that's going to cause people to to just have a response that they're not used to um as opposed to typical adaptive um adaptive like triggers on controllers are a little bit different where um like i have the um xbox one elite controller and it has adaptive triggers in that i can change how far i can actually depress the trigger to like help with like speed of like shooting in like fps games and things like that um so i don't have to fully push down the entire thing so it helps there but then it also responds in a way where like i which i didn't realize when i was like doing driving in one of the games that i was playing at one point in time like it didn't respond as intensely so i didn't realize that so i kept pushing like why is it not going far enough and and that one has like a physical stop that just stops it as opposed to like a spring so i was like i was like i kept pushing harder and i couldn't push past what was there and so a spring would basically get broken immediately by me and my response like why isn't this working as as well as i wanted it to (laughs) so what do you think spin yeah, I know, I know that I would a thousand percent break this because, like, <laughs> if I'm ever playing a game where I'm like shooting, I am terrified for my life. So I'm mashing <laughs> down on that trigger, just like, ah! <laughs> I I know exactly. I'm fully mashing down on that trigger. And if there's any chance of like a if there's like a physical spring in there, I'm I'm gonna break that. I know it's I am. Gonna be broken. <laughs> Yeah. So like when I when I read this, like I wasn't necessarily like super surprised that yeah. the people are breaking them already. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that like it, in this instance, it feels like um, PlayStation's doing a bit more about it than you know like Nintendo with the Joy-Con drift situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo. Like it's... We pretend not to see. It. <laughs> <laughs> we pretendo not to see it. Not um, it. not that. <laughs> That. Well, it's <laughs> over, everybody. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye. I gotta go. Um, well, anyway, um, it's still under warranty because like the consoles are so new. Yeah. So like PlayStation's been replacing them, so that's been good. Um, but I just I kind of question 
the design of them if they're you know breaking already and they're like it's it's not just like a few isolated incidents right uh, <laughs> it kind of worries me sometimes maybe it has to do with certain it? games and like maybe certain maybe games so. just aren't well optimized for it so people just like they either think that they have to press harder than they do or they literally have to um because it doesn't respond according accordingly or whatever so i don't i don't know i feel like it's hard to just straight up be like yeah yeah it's the the controller itself but at the same time if you're gonna have that feature like you also have to be aware that some people either are not gonna understand the feature and they're just fully like wait why do i need to press harder on the button okay and I will <laughs> and then they break it um, yeah, I will. so you know I don't know I, I, I kind of some people I've heard reports of people saying that it's, re it's really cool like a really cool feature because it feels more immersive but I don't know how fun that would be for me because I feel like my hands would start to hurt I feel like it would be a whole right. journey I feel like I would get scared by it sometimes I still get scared by my controllers sometimes talking to me because there's some games that, like, you know, if there's, like, a walkie-talkie situation, like, it comes out through the controller yeah. speaker or, like, sometimes random sound effects. Like, no. <laughs> I don't need the controller to also feel like I'm touching an object in-game. I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I still get the... scared by, like, rubble. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the other day I was, like, I was, I was, uh, Playing, I was. This is kind of a, pre a sneak preview of what we're playing. But I was playing Burnout Paradise, <laughs> and like you know, when you go off the road in that game, the controller rumbles. Oh so no! So I just, I just like set my controller yeah. down to do something else really quick, and it was just like, a <laughs> like over on my table. The, <laughs> like, oh. That's something. That's something like if you have never used like an Xbox controller, like Microsoft, like heavily invested in the rumble in their controllers, so it is like intense so it it's is like when it starts rumbling it's like it's like why is this so intense like calm down so much. i just went off the road it's fine i'm fine i literally have to unplug my controller every time i play genshin because i usually use mouse and keyboard so sometimes i forget that i'm using the controller and then something explodes in game and guess what so does my fucking desk because the fucking controller will go zip zapping around like literally one time my dad was like what is going on i was like it's my controller <laughs> like it was so loud so intense and i was like you know what <laughs> you know what maybe i'm not okay i i got the this the shit scared out of me and then people around me were spooked so now every time i play genshin i make sure that my controller is off because that rumble is intense she's not kidding around <laughs> It's so. What were you saying, Jan? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's just it's just so funny because it's like all of these things that like I remember when like Rumble got introduced, right? Remember like the what was it the N sixty four or the GameCube controller had like a Rumble pack you added to it so it could have yeah. Rumble Aww. and it was the coolest thing in the world, right? The coolest thing in the world, and now it's so common and they've yeah. invested so much in getting it to feel so realistic that like it gets to the point where it's like this is too much. 
Yeah. I don't need this much immersion, please. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Can I be less immersed? <laughs> like the, the PlayStation, I think it was either the PlayStation 1 or 2 controller had like a little button in the middle that you pressed. Was that to turn on the joysticks or was, or was that for rumble? I think it was I think the joysticks. Joysticks, it yeah. Might, yeah, it might have oh, been. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think they got, I don't think. Controller had joysticks at that point. For PS One, no. I think they only like the they they had like a second wave of of controllers that had them. Because then there were some games that were like you had to use the joysticks for some games, but like yeah. early PS One, you didn't. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a time like getting used to the joysticks after having a yeah. PS One controllers that didn't have them. <laughs> right that was such a journey like i I feel like everybody hated them and they were like this is never gonna take off this is rotted and then ps2 comes around ps3 comes around and the next thing you know it's like ew this game doesn't like no this is this is terrible i need a i need although i will say and take away a joy oh go ahead them take away those joy still joysticks for me on my controller and i will lose it i'm like (laughs) Yeah. I also am not very good with them on PlayStation because of their placement because they're right next to each other. Valid. Because I well, because I play on Xbox, so yeah. I'm used to them being off center where they're not like right next to each other. So it's anytime I play a PlayStation game and it's I'm like, why are these next to each other? <laughs> and I end up, and I always go to the D pad because that's where I'm used to it being, and then I get very confused and I'm like <laughs> This is this this isn't gonna work for me. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I grew up with the, with the PlayStation controller, so for me, it wasn't an issue. I I remember, actually, I remember the the Xbox controller for the, when I got a 360 one for my PC. I remember like being like, oh wow, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like I remember yeah. like. I was like, yeah, I like, I like, I like how this feels. This is nice. I understand why people play Xbox games now. <laughs> I I truly think that the I, you know, and I I actually really like PlayStation like consoles. I think they're great. I just to me the best controller that exists for consoles to me is the Xbox controller. Ever since the 360. Like the original Xbox controller was like hot garbage. It was. It was gigantic. It didn't fit in your hands properly. Like Xbox 360, they basically made like to me like one of the best controllers ever. And then they basically just like tweaked it for the Xbox One. And I thought the Xbox One, I think the Xbox One controller is really good. And then with the Xbox Series X, they were basically like, we'll add a share button and that's all we're going to change because people love this controller so much. (laughs) And I was like, great. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I was I was glad they didn't like really try to reinvent the wheel with the, oh, no. with the series X uh, and S com- um, controller, but like I I like the idea of the adaptive triggers on the PS5 controller. I like mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. It's just like in practice, like if it's already like breaking, how's it gonna work? And it's stuff like this that kind of makes me feel like. hesitant about like trying to get a ps5 right away because i do eventually want to get a ps5 but i feel like i feel like especially seeing this like maybe maybe i wait like a year or so to you know yeah you know right because it's already happening months a couple months and not even right so yeah 
like literally a month. Yeah, like a month and a half. So my hope is that they'll truly. My hope is that they'll that they'll address it. And I feel like PlayStation has a pretty good history of of dealing with things like this. Um, you know, I know that they there are some other issues that PlayStation has had in the past with like their interaction with people when things are broken, but. You know, I you know it's growing pains. I think this is, you know, and gaming companies are attempting to figure out ways to innovate in the controller space, and this is the next way to go there, right? Without doing VR, which is really hard for everyone to get into because you have to have the space and makes some people you know motion sick. And this is the next way to be able to kind of give people another level of immersion without having to spend an extra $200 on a side thing to plug into your PlayStation, right? So um, I'm hoping that they can get it figured out because I think it's a cool idea. It could just be, oh, we need to make the string the springs stronger, right? It's like, okay, well, just thought that spring was going to be good enough and our testing, it took forever to break, but people are clearly doing a lot more than we thought they would be doing with it. And at least they're addressing it and they're dealing with it as opposed to just being like, hey, it's not a problem. Right. The trigger broke. Too bad. That was an isolated yeah, but... issue. That's on you. Like that. Nobody else is experiencing that. So I'm so sorry. Um... Oh, no, no, no. We're just gonna drop the price of the controller. <laughs> so you buy another $10. one. So you can buy another one. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm hoping that the solution is, you know, making improvements to the controller instead of being like, oh, well, you can just get another of the same controller that will, you know, break in a month. Right. I'm assuming that's not going to be their... Hopefully, that's not going to be their approach to it. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. We believe in you. Uh, we believe. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, speaking of game console innovation. Oh. Oh, me. Okay. Oh, my. Goofing. Oh, man. Our... <laughs> Our last news story today. Uh, KFC launches a game console that keeps your chicken warm. <laughs> I. Uh, we have a little write-up from CNN. <laughs> Fast food chain KFC has launched a new Intel-powered games console that comes with a built-in chicken chamber to keep your snacks warm. The KFC, of course. The, K- the KF console. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> is part of a partnership with hardware manufacturer Cooler Master. KFC said in a statement on Tuesday, the Barkin Bucket Shaped Machine features the world's first built-in chicken chamber, which is kitted out <laughs> to keep its contents hot, ready for consumption during intense gaming sessions, KFC added. Yeah. <laughs> I love okay. it. I love Firstly. it so much. <laughs> Yeah, okay, extremely gimmicky. Yes. I'm 100% sure this was their April Fool's thing, and then they just said, you know what? People liked it. Let's actually do it. Yeah. This is, I mean, this literally comes from a company that literally did a dating sim of of their mascot. And that game, if y'all have ever played it or seen anyone play it, it's it's a journey. It's such a journey. It's so funny, so like well written in a hilarious way. Um, I 
love this. <laughs> even if it like realistically, even if it like realistically works as like a computer, like a mini PC or something. Listen, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Keep my snacks warm. Yes. Why not? You know? <laughs> I have the KFC stands boosted. The KF oh, console yeah. is just the name that sends me. The KF console. It is a... Okay. But is it going to keep other things warm properly? One. That's a major question. Two. <laughs> Is it just being kept warm by the heat of the console or is it heating and is it going to overheat and have a red ring of death moment and then I'm going to be mad about it? Valid. Does it yeah, have I'm a very concerned. good cooling system so it doesn't self-destruct? <laughs> yeah, because like, I feel like consoles already get hot enough, like even with like... Right. And like... Something with like a, an extra heating element on top of that just feels like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> and does. like, imagine getting chicken grease in your game console. Uh, now imagine ew, that's a part of it. the feature that's of the console disgusting. itself. I I would it's hope just... that's not an actual feature. <laughs> oh my God. I do have concerns. It's. Is it extremely gimmicky? Yes. But also, I feel like KFC does so much where it's just like, this is a marketing stunt. It tr truly... And this is, this is definitely a marketing stunt. Like, I mean, it's working. We're talking about it. Is it true? Number one. <laughs> is it a gimmick? Yes. Am I here for it? Yes. That's it. Apparently there's apparently there's specs out for this thing. Specs. And well, let us know the specs. You need to know. Apparently, okay. So <laughs> it has an Intel um ninth gen Intel mobile chip inside. It has uh an Asus RTX graphics card. I don't know if like I don't know if people got like full on details, but they got uh, two uh one terabyte uh like SSDs. And apparently it has VR ready technology with ray tracing for two hundred and forty FPS, <laughs> two forty hertz yeah, okay. output and four K quality gaming. Not... All right, KFC. KFC said we're coming for we're coming for your wigs, okay? Right. And apparently, there's no traces of a disc drive, even though apparently in one of the trailers it was supposed to like have one, but apparently, like the new version doesn't have it. Uh, and uh, apparently, the speculative price point is around two thousand dollars yeah i can, I can imagine <laughs> like because they know that like literally 10 people are gonna buy this so they're gonna make their money back right by, <laughs> by making it um expensive it's just like it, it part of me like questions what was the reason right like, is is there a person who's legitimately like let me let me just 
keep my chicken in my console. <laughs> just to have on hand. Right. I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, listen, someone had the power to make this happen, and they sure did. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. Apparently, there's a press, uh, an excerpt from a press release from KFC UK and Ireland, and they said this machine is capable of running games at top level specs, all on top of keeping your meal warm for you to enjoy during your gaming experience. What's not to like? If Sony or Microsoft want any tips on how to engineer a chicken chamber for their efforts next time, they'd be welcome to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Not coming for the. Oh my god! Listen, PS Five, Series X, no chicken chamber. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we want one? (laughs) I don't think so. I want one. Maybe so. Am I gonna get one? No. (laughs) Consider that two out of the three um, people here are vegetarians. Can I put my tofu in there and will it keep my you tofu? You could probably warm? keep any type of food True. in there and it will keep it True. warm. KFC is not going to say like, oh yeah, you can keep your tofu in there because they're a chicken company. But surely <laughs> any snack can be kept in there. I guess so. Like, I guess I could keep my pizza in there. Keep the cheese melty, you know? What if it melts into the console? That's a problem. I feel like it's different. Yeah, I feel like it's the the chamber is probably enclosed outside of yeah, like it's it's a a separate situation. Because I feel like they had to think about that in order to make this a thing. (laughs) I just love that. I love that their tweet was the console wars are over. Introducing KFC console. That's the most dramatic dramatic tweet of my life. The console wars are over. I love it. Whoever runs their Twitter, I'm sure is having a blast with all this. (laughs) Gay is running the Twitter because we know a redacted came up with that tweet. (laughs) Right. Power your hunger, they said. Hashtag. Oh my god, I hate it here. I love it. I want to like set the scene for y'all. Let me spin y'all yarn. Imagine Ooh. you're <laughs> you're playing I Love You Colonel Sanders on your KFC no. gaming console, wearing your KFC Crocs with the little rubber chickens on them. No, no, <laughs> we've gone too far. Imagine cancel the podcast. It's we're we gotta done. go. Last episode, everybody. Last episode. <laughs> It does look kind of cute. I'm not even going to lie. The console itself no. looks kind of cute. It's attra- it is attractive. Whoever designed it, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Also. I'm here for this concept, honestly. I love that the Google search is like, when you type KFC console, it suggests like, real or fake. <laughs> I thought it was totally fake at first. But like, I well, like, looked deeper it, into it. They... So I looked in, so I was like, I know I was like, oh, this was our April Fool's thing. But no, this was something they like eased in like June of this year. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even April Fool's. Like it was this summer that they were like, oh, the new console. And that was when the talk of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 had started to get real big. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, they talked about this. And of course, 
they finally actually do it like wild yeah and the website does show like the companies that are like working with them so it's like kfc gaming cooler master asus seagate so like they're fully they're really they're fully on board a bunch of to be a bunch of flash games that like no trash and the only good game the only it's gonna be like that that like ridiculous burger king game that got released like back <laughs> not that <laughs> not that i i genuinely just, just feel like wait. this is a thing and like I, I i i genuinely feel like this is gonna be like i don't know if it's gonna be an operating system of its own but i have like a feeling this is fully gonna be like a mini pc and they're like advertising mm-hmm. it as a console unless like somehow it has like like a Steam app and like an Xbox app and like stuff like that, because like I just well, feel like they, PC, they want this to be an actual run. thing. If it if it is basically just like a mini PC, like it'll be able to have Xbox Game Pass and and Steam, so it'll basically be, you know, that. And so it it'll be really interesting to see what what happens from this though. VR ready too. Listen, this might be it the would. investment for 2021? Question mark. I don't know when this is coming out. Right. It comes out like in 2030. <laughs> Listen. You're, you're eating chicken in the game and real life. I <laughs> use the chicken to control your game. <laughs> Sitting there and getting your controller greasy. Like not that. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. Okay, I, I was against this. this, but now I'm 100 percent for it. I'm gonna store my fried tofu in it. <laughs> I genuinely okay. So apparently, it's like a a full on like it's it looks like a drawer that you open, and it has like yeah. its own separate system. So worry not, cheese is not gonna get into the crevices of your console that's good that's good (laughs) not sponsored but kfc 2021 (laughs) if you want to send us a review copy for your console listen i mean two two out of the five of us may be vegetarians but (laughs) don't send it to them (laughs) send it to me (laughs) Send it to me. I'll do the review. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love I'm that. Scr- I'm screaming. Listen, this is amazing. I'm here for. Or this, you honestly. can send it to the non-eat meters. Eat meters. Meat eaters. Not eat meters. <laughs> Not eat meters. I can't. I'm Portuguese. Um. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, but <laughs> send it to everybody so that we can all say that, you know, the KFC console can uh, provide a good experience for any meal, regardless of your eating preferences, you know? Maybe come out with, like, a, a tofu-based chicken thing. There you go. Yeah. Give us vegetarian and vegan options. We're, we're, we're doing free marketing for you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. 
but that's it for the news y'all as you can tell it's listen the holidays are upon us there's not many i mean there were a couple like cyberpunk news because apparently like the investors are gonna like sue them because like yeah uh, yeah it's a whole messy situation for the game being bad Apparently they you know over. Bad, turns bad. out they overpromised and underaccomplished. <laughs> Who would have thought that you know what? a game that you couldn't make? But yeah, our full thoughts then, on Cyberpunk and all that. Just literally check out our previous few episodes because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've we talked talk about it two weeks in a row. Plenty about it, yeah. So talk so much about it. We figured we would talk about some holiday things because uh, it's the holidays yeah. and we're gamers. So surely we figured that there would be some like gaming holiday related stories. So uh, uh, do you want to start, Dion? Yes. Um, so my probably favorite holiday memory is getting my first um well, not my first, getting my GameCube for Christmas when I was a kid and playing playing video games with my with my well, with my younger brother. My older brother was too cool for video games at that point in time. Oh. Um well. Now he's constantly like, What game are you playing? What should I be playing? And like you know, when I was the I was a nerd back then, now I'm the cool one. Yeah. Um like I just remember like playing GameCube games with my little brother and like sitting there staring at the TV like mm-hmm. on Christmas Day and like not wanting to do anything else other than play video games. And we literally spent the whole day just in our Christmas PJs playing games and then it was like, Okay, you need to eat, get up and like <laughs> stuff food in my face and then run back and like playing um I can't even I can't even remember the game. It was it was just like that is probably like my favorite video game holiday memory is doing that and like ever since then it's like getting a new game on christmas and like the ability to sit there and play it with my younger brother especially now because we don't get to do those types of things anymore because he lives in another state and lives very far away from me and so we don't get to spend tons of time together anymore and so that's just like something that i always remember and like especially this year like he didn't come down this year because covid's a thing and he lives in new york and um I live in like another big city where they're both having, you know, outbreaks of COVID. So it's like, okay, well, we don't want to travel between the two and take it to the other one. And it's just like, so, you know, normally even now we would get together, even if I didn't get a new game for Christmas, we would sit and play video games and talk and chat. And we didn't get to do that this year. And so like, that's a memory that like I always hold with me um, as much as we fought (laughs) all siblings do. Right. Um, I just, yeah, I love it so much. What about you, Spin? I, like, the one that stands out the most to me is, like, um, either, like, 1999 or 2000. I was, like, 9 or 10. Um, And my parents got me my Game Boy Color uh, for Christmas that year. And it was, like, it was, like, it was a huge deal for me because it was my first... uh, my first game that was like just mine because like we had a, a PS one before that, but it was mostly my sister's and like, she would, <laughs> she would never let me play it. And I had to like beg and beg and beg Aww. for her to let me play it. Uh. And, 
but this this was one that was like just mine and it was it was a purple it was the, it wasn't the transparent purple it was like the solid purple game boy color oh it was so cute i love that one i got a uh, pokemon yellow yeah that was my first pokemon game oh i love that <laughs> and i have like really vivid memories of just like um because it was a handheld so i would i would just carry that thing everywhere and i was i remember um like for the next like week or so i would literally i literally like stayed up all night with in my bed with like my covers over my head so my parents didn't catch me pulling an all-nighter <laughs> no. and with like a little bookmark light to so i could see because like the screen didn't have a have a backlight at that point oh yeah so i had to have like a little bookmark light a lot Oh, remember when they made the little light that you could plug into the side that yeah. went over and like would shine a light down on it so you could play? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So I just like I I did that on my own with like a little a like bookmark light and Aww. I just like propped it up and I was like I was like doing my <laughs> my Pokemon Yellow journey through, throughout that like entire week that I was off of school. <laughs> I love it. Here. I love and just, that. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like my parents might have noticed that I wasn't sleeping, you know, because like when your child like comes down in the morning with like they're like ten and they have like huge bags under their eyes, and... <laughs> it's just like you stayed up all night playing Pokemon, didn't you? <laughs> right, <laughs> like you gifted them a gaming thing, and then there's suddenly there's bags under the eyes. You know, it just ad- kind of adds up. <laughs> At the age of nine, bags under the eyes. <laughs> but they they didn't say anything about Aww. it, so I just I just like kept on my my merry way, just being like boop, 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 like up until the wee hours, Pokemoning. Uh, <laughs> and like, I feel like gaming is still really like really strongly associated with uh, Christmas for me now, because like my my partner is also a gamer. And we always get um, games for each other for Christmas, and that's it's like a um, we actually didn't this year, weirdly enough. But usually we do we do get games for each other for Christmas, and that's like a a tradition of ours. Like we'll each get each other like a game that we want, and we'll just like sit there in the same room playing two different games separately, <laughs> just like love it. I love it. Just like spending that time together, but literally not saying anything to each other, right. just like separately. Going, <laughs> true love That's i love true. that it, it is it is i i love that i love that um, what let's what's your holiday gaming story ruby? ruby i mine is not really centered around me <laughs> uh because i was the younger sibling uh my brother had just graduated from middle school from middle school to high school so that was like the playstation one was his like graduation gift um Mm. and uh, i remember that christmas i don't know what year it was i vaguely remember this entire experience but i remember him like freaking out my parents got him also these like um the pedal thingies so you can use like for racing games like gran turismo was a big deal at the at the time they may have gotten him gran turismo that would make a lot of sense like maybe they got it like in a pack with the pedal because we didn't have other games i don't think at the time but the ps1 came with a disc with like basically like the greatest hits kind of thing by the way side note those pedals 
I think ended up getting like they they had to return them because they I think they broke like literally within yeah. like twenty four hours or something. They were not good, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but I remember this was one of the rare occasions at the time. I don't remember if we at the time we we had a TV in our room already, but I remember this was one of the rare times where we hooked up the console to the like living room tv which is obviously bigger than our tv at in if we if we were to have one in, in our room um that one was significantly bigger so it was one of those times where it was just like pure joy on the 25th because like the 24th it was like okay we opened the gift at like midnight and then we basically went to bed almost immediately but like the next day while mom was preparing stuff in the kitchen, our dad was probably still asleep. We were like in the living room. And I remember my brother asked my mom if they, he could like plug it in in the main TV in the living room. And we did. And it was so much fun, like seeing like all those games. Cause at the time, it was like such a huge difference. Cause we didn't play anything that was 3D at the time for like since th that was the first time like all that we had played until then was like Genesis or Mega Drive depending on where you live uh, and the Master System which was also Sega so like we never we had never seen anything like that so like we we yeah. I, I remember that demo disc had like Crash I don't know if it was the first one I don't remember, but they, it had a Crash game, it had a Spyro, it had one of the Tomb Raider games, um, it had um, it had so many games. Oh my god, I'm like flashing back to that, yeah. and it's so great. Like, it's so great. There was like a random stream that I did that like I looked it up on YouTube and like there... There, that was a thing, and uh, I, 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 I saw through it. I was like, oh, my God, this is the demo disc because I came with my PS1. Um, yeah. So I, I remember that, like, so cool. And I remember it had, like, a because some of those demo discs, they had some things that were just, like, videos. Like, they weren't, like, the actual games, which was very yeah. disappointing. But they had the Spice Girls oh, game yeah. on there. Like the and I thought it was the game, but it wasn't. It was the video. Turns out the game is garbage. So good thing it wasn't. But kid self, my kid self was like, "Oh my god, there's a Spice Girls game!" I was like yelling. Um, it, yeah, it was it was so amazing. Like I genuinely and the demos were so like big at the time. Like you basically played like, I remember Spyro. You basically got to play for so long too. Um, yeah. So it was it it was the truly whole first world or something like that. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I feel like some of those games where it was like different levels. I think they had like one or two levels. Like it was it, it you had quite a lot of content back then because they really wanted to show like what the console can do and like look at all these games that you can get and stuff like that. And I remember my brother was freaking out, so therefore I was freaking out. Um, <laughs> I didn't know, but he knew. Um, and then from then it's just like, I had the best memories with PS1 because uh, Final Fantasy VIII happened eventually for, for us. Um, and then like, I remember our parents getting us randomly every once in a while, getting us like a PlayStation magazine with like all the demos and stuff. Like I wish I, I still kept like, the magazines and the demos because they were journeys but uh yeah that, that that's probably my favorite christmas memory like i had a different one like my brother like once he had a job and he grew up more 
uh he i remember there were like a couple christmases where like one of them he got me i think the final fantasy 12 and i think in a different one he got me kingdom hearts 2 so i just remember like those were my favorite christmases where like i got something that i like really really wanted like gaming wise and like the 25th was basically the entire day me playing that nonstop from like waking up yeah. until like going to bed. And because it was Christmas, my brother didn't hog the console because <laughs> he felt bad. <laughs> um, no, I think he probably hogged it for a little bit, to be honest, because I remember him playing that Gran Turismo game like endlessly. Like, him getting all those, like, driving tests and all that shit, like, endlessly. He wanted the gold medals, and I was like, not this level again. Not this straight agenda. <laughs> <laughs> not the straight agenda. Yeah. Straight agenda. No, but, yeah. Agenda. Definitely let us know, anyone watching live or anyone uh, listening yes. to this on, on Spotify or watching on YouTube. Definitely let us know some of your, like, holiday stories. Because uh, uh, those are always, like, so wholesome and, and cute when it comes to gaming. And even this year, I, I've seen, like, on my timeline, people, like, surprising their kids with, like, a PS5 and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is really cute. Like, I, I just, yeah. I love that. And I still, like, feel to this day, like, when I get a new con, like, when I got my Switch, when I got my PS4, opening them felt like Christmas. There's just yeah, something. Like you, you got it for yourself. Right? Like opening that new console, it's like it feels like it's Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. uh, I've associated gaming, that. new gaming purchases with Christmas. Yes. Where no matter what time of year it is, because I used to only get them at Christmas because that was like the big time. Yeah. Right? And my birthday falls so close to Christmas that um, it was like, it was always like, oh, you, I got a little bit more on Christmas. So like getting a console at Christmas was a thing that could happen because they would basically like, oh, we're going to combine the gifts to give you this yeah. bigger gift that you really, really want. Um, and so now anytime I do any big game purchase, I'm just like, oh my God, this is like Christmas all over again. I feel like <laughs> a child. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm an old, old, old redacted. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Uh... Spin, do you remember what was the first game that you and your partner gifted each other? Ooh. Oh, God. Um... Not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I just got very curious because you were telling that beautiful story. I think, I think he got me Final Fantasy X and X-2, like the, the double edition of PS3. That's awesome. That's a good one. I remember what I got him. Well. I think I might have gotten him Catherine. At the oh, time. okay. Yeah, PS3 era makes oh, sense. Yeah, like around that time. Yeah. And we we both played both of those games because we like share games a lot too. Yeah, that's very helpful. So, like, even if we if we buy something for each other, like we we get to kind of share yeah. it. <laughs> It's kind of a yeah, purchase no, that's awesome. I will say that's basically like sometimes my, my the gifts that were gaming related for my brother, I was like, you also want to play this. Don't even don't even yeah. mess with me. You also want to play this. To be fair, he wasn't that that into Kingdom Hearts because I think he was at a stage where like Kingdom Hearts was like too cartoony for him. And like the mm. whole Disney thing, what I was living, because like up until then, I never had any like rhythm games or anything because they were like too redacted. But 
the Little Mermaid level in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 2 was giving me all the rhythm fantasy yeah, that I yeah. needed. And Little Mermaid is like one of my faves. So it, it worked perfectly. Like anyone who shits on that level, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 1, it's rotted. I understand. Swimming, terrible. But Kingdom Hearts 2, it's lovely. It's a rhythm game. What's not to like? Maybe Sora singing. Although Donald singing a, like Little Mermaid music made me a little happy. It it definitely made Donald me happy. Donald doing a lot of things. Donald doing a lot of things is kind of iconic. He he's just iconic, right? Like we can agree. Like he's a terrible healer, but iconic character. <laughs> Not him being a terrible support character. He is though. He's he's a terrible support character, but it's fine. Because he's really funny in the cutscenes, and that's all that matters. It's all that matters. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. What are, we, what are we playing, y'all? Moving on to our section, just playing teens. Um, playing teens. That was, that was a very uh, dramatic rendition of that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta um, be dramatic. Yeah. Valid. Valid. Uh, what am I playing? What am I playing? What am I playing? I am. Oh no, I'm playing uh, Resident Evil Three remake. Ooh, it's how are you fun. liking it? It's fun. I really like it. Um, it's just it's so pretty. <laughs> it looks yeah. great. Like they did such a good job with the Resident Evil Two and the Resident Evil Three remakes. Um, so it's really really good. Um, I'm just biding my time until um. Resident Evil Village comes out because I like need that game in my life like yesterday. <laughs> um and, and and that's it. I'm but I'm really, really enjoying it. It's been it's been fun to go back and play Resident Evil 3 like again because I am a huge fan of the Resident Evil series of games. Uh and I'm playing like the original um Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. As well. That's, How's that's that fun. journey? <laughs> It's a journey. It's a it's a full journey, but it, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm just like, well, I'm enjoying it as much as I can. Like I I I still realize how much I'm not huge. I like Final Fantasy VII when I watch other people play it. I've never been super into it. Like I kind of stopped playing at Final Fantasy VII. I originally played Final Fantasy games because I just was like, this just isn't for me. Because I just kept giving it a shot. And I'm playing this again because I'm like, oh, I kind of have the nostalgia and I kind of want to do it. And I'm at the same boat. I'm like, yeah, no, not for me still. Yeah, that's valid. Um, but it, it's it's been a fun, it's been fun just to go back and play it for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Did you, like it. a lot of people uh, say that the Resident Evil 3 remake is uh, not as good as the second remake. No, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It is not. The second remake, I think the second remake was just, I don't know if it's just that the story in the Resident Evil 2 remake is just better. It just like, it just seems very, the Resident Evil 3 remake just seems like they said, oh, let's take the engine of Resident Evil 2, but not really give you like the story and the suspense mm. of what Resident Evil 3 was. And so that's what it just, it just kind of feels like it falls a little flat. Whereas Resident Evil 2, like, it had its issues with the with the remake, but I feel like it was still 
very good and then having the two like playthrough perspectives as a two different characters so you're getting the same story from two different sides has always been an interesting part of resident evil 2 and they kept that in the game and it's still there and then resident evil 3 it's just I, it's just kind of like I, it's fun because it's just nice to play this game again but i just don't think it to me it doesn't live up to what resident evil 3 was for me originally then it also just compared to how good the resident evil 2 remake was i just think it falls flat mm, yeah that's yeah, like kind of playing great yeah it just needs to be better it kind of felt like you were being forced to like go certain places it felt a little too linear which was weird i think that's the big thing it felt like a linear game yeah mm -hmm. but you spin what are you playing oh my god i'm playing so much like, <laughs> <laughs> i did i did get just get uh the xbox series s yes. I, I got my myself a little a little present early <laughs> So I've been, because I, I always, I had Games Pass for PC for like a really long time, um, but I, I just don't like play a lot of games on my PC, uh, just because like I, there's no guarantee that like my PC is going to run everything, yeah. and like I just generally like prefer gaming on console. So when I just opened up Game Pass on my um, Series S, I was just like, there's so many options. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded, I downloaded a bunch of stuff. I downloaded a bunch of stuff. I've been, um, I did, I did the the unboxing uh, video on our YouTube channel, and for that I played uh, Burnout Paradise, um, Haven, and Doom Eternal. And Doom Eternal so good. For... I okay, I had fun with Doom Eternal, but it's def, it's not my kind of game. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was just like struggling. I was just like getting lost, running out of ammo, dying all the time. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so that was fun, but I don't, I don't know if I'll necessarily like continue it like a lot. Same. I might come, might revisit it like a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> Haven, I've, I've been really interested in, and I think it's, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, to have like a two-person game like that um mm. i'm i'm deciding i'm debating about whether or not i want to um, continue playing it in the single player mode or if i want to play it with my partner so um, i'm just like gonna wait and see on that um <laughs> but what i've i just haven't been able to put down burnout paradise which is weird because i already played burnout paradise on ps4 <laughs> And now I'm just completely clearly you like the game replaying it. Yeah, I do. Um, the soundtrack is very straight culture. I do mute the um, the soundtrack and replace Not it with my it own uh, redacted soundtrack. That's valid. That's <laughs> something it. I would do. Yeah, I remember doing that back in the day with like Need for Speed and stuff like that. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I need to listen to the Pussycat Dolls. Not this straight yeah. culture. <laughs> I'm out here driving around. It was the early 2000s. I still stand them. Anyway. <laughs> no, valid. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you shouldn't because I, I stand the Pussycat Dolls as well. But the fact that you're like, I'm going to play the Pussycat Dolls <laughs> for this game. Right. Yeah. 
you know. Listen, <laughs> you want you want to go fast. You gotta you gotta listen to your your redacted go fast music. Yeah, I'm, I'm out here uh, racing. Go for a <laughs> like me. <Yes>. Listen, <laughs> zooming through the obstacles while telling everybody that uh, I'm hotter than their um their significant other. It's fine. She's zooming. She's zooming. zooming. (laughs) Just going to Baskin Robbins. Just going to Baskin Robbins. Winning a race here and there. (laughs) Customizing my car. You know. (laughs) But yeah, it's been so fun just like running around listening to, you know, Rena and Dua Lipa and (laughs) and racing around. I love that for you. And I feel feel like especially in that game, there's like a very um a very big like part of it is not necessarily just racing but also like crashing and doing stunts <laughs> yeah. and like being dramatic <laughs> which redacted True. exactly exactly <laughs> so so i just i just replace i just replace the soundtrack and i get to live my driving on the wrong side of the road and crashing into everything fantasy i love that <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that it. I love it. I love it. I don't know if my yeah. I don't know if my playing habits have changed too dramatically since last week. Um, I did kind of get back into Genshin because I'm not gonna lie. Like for the past couple weeks, I've been very on and off of it. Uh, because yeah, like. Kind of- too. Yeah, like the events, just like they had a thing, and then like the like they had a thing where you had to like deliver food, and then like the event just kind of stopped, and then or maybe I just didn't play it enough, so I couldn't do tier two or something. I don't remember, but yeah, there was just like a a very brief period of of Genshin Impact where I just wasn't clocking in like every single day and maybe it was kind of like low-key burnout from you know me playing every day since it came out basically but i got kind of back into it because they have a new update a new area that you can explore it's like a mountainous region tons of snow and you have Mm. to kind of control your body temperature so like they they added a new meter at the bottom where your health bar is and basically because it's snowing and your characters are basically wearing non-appropriate not winter outfits at all um (laughs) the temperature just like you you keep you keep getting closer and closer to freezing so you have to like get close to like light sources and like um just stuff like that so that or you can like light a fire if you want to and and st- or well if you if there's a place where you can light a fire so it's kind of stressful i'm not going to lie cuz you're trying to like traverse through the this mountain trying to figure out these puzzles going all around it and then you're like oh shit the I'm bar is getting warm. yeah the bar is going up so i have to like shit where was the last light source that i could find and then when once you 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 the bar fills up you start losing health dramatically so it's like so stressful but anyway i've been enjoying it uh i got a lot of repeat you know, wishes. So the gotcha has gotten me really badly because she's not. She gotcha, girl. She got. <laughs> not I'm bad. so she sorry, gotcha, girl. She. Gotcha, I was trying girl. to make that joke, but I couldn't make it in the first person. So I'm glad you did it. To be honest, like I needed that. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> 
yeah, they really. That could be helpful. Thank you so much. They really, no, they really got me. But I got finally a new character. His name is Bennett. I have to level him up. He's a fire boy, so just on time for the new update. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, I started a second save file for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast last week, but I'm playing with Japanese voice acting on that one so that I can compare. Um, I can compare it. Um, what else am I doing? I saw Celeste on stream. I'm getting super close to finishing Banjo Kazooie on stream as well. So that's been yeah. so that's been nice. Now that you know, I've utilized modern technology to my advantage. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> with that. Um, so anyway, um, I think that's all for my gaming habits. Like I've been br- I've been looking. At my at my game pass every day like do i want to resubscribe do i want to get back into it do i want to do it do i want to install yeah. a handful of games and maybe not play them because there's not enough time in a day uh or maybe my con- my computer just can't fully run it that's also a thing um but yeah it's it's been it's been nice though it's it's been nice like a, a little variety i guess of uh of things yeah. So uh, yeah, let us know y'all what y'all are playing uh, these days. Yeah, if you got any new games, I got Hades. Our very own Spin gifted me with Hades, so I'm I'm very excited Ooh. to play that very soon. I'm really excited to play that. Yeah, it's gonna be a journey, a very H word journey, because <laughs> all the characters in that game are beautiful. So mm, you're welcome. You're welcome. Love a mythological H word on main journey. Yes, listen, we love it. <laughs> I also got I'm this game called it. Alba, so I'm very excited to play it as well. So uh, yeah, definitely, I'll keep y'all updated on uh, on this. Uh, but yeah, special shout out to Koga and uh, Ch- Chalora. They couldn't make it for this yes. week, but we love them, and we hopefully they'll be back as soon as possible. Yes. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody! Thank you so much for listening to this episode, episode twelve. This yes. has been so amazing. So thank you all for joining us. Yes. Oh. Um. Wait. 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 Yes. Where can we find you? Oh yes, you can find me at can we find projectruby.eu. So you get you over there. You get all the links to my socials. You get my email for business inquiries. And uh, if I'm live, my stream is also showing on there. You can see my latest video, which was my Resident Evil Two experience. By the way, since we we were talking about Resident Evil, that was. A journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> where can people find you, Spin? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SpinBlend. And pretty soon on YouTube, still editing things. Um, <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> editing is very time-consuming. It is. Like, especially, like, what I'm working on now, I had to, like, edit, like, nine different three-hour streams <laughs> down to, like, a half-an-hour oh. video. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, I know that. I know That's that experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and you can also find me uh, on 
uh, Etsy and Instagram at Spin Soap Cafe, where I make and sell my own soap. Yeah. Um, so you can find that there. Uh, what about you, Jam? Uh, you can find me basically on all social media at jam underscore five eight nine nine. You can find me in my lab, sad at my bench with failing experiments constantly. Aww. Um, no. Aww. <laughs> no, the last few weeks in grad school have been a journey. Don't do it. Don't go to grad school. Um, You've been warned. Yeah, Jam. Underscore 5899 on Twitch, Instagram, where I only just post pictures of my food, of the coffee shops that I go to, or selfies of me. Because, you know, I sometimes like my face. Quick the content that you crave no i'm just kidding so we deserve uh, and then twitter i tweet about um when i go live um and about just gaming teams and then follow us at just gaming things on your favorite podcast services yes. here on twitch uh, mm-hmm. go to our youtube channel um we're trying There's to get you know there. our custom URL. we have a new video there subscribe 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 please <laughs> it's free <laughs> is it true it's not like a it's not like a twitch subscription <laughs> right um we just want a custom url yes. honestly really so it's easier <laughs> to find us. and then yeah. find us on all your favorite podcast services yes please mm-hmm. yeah give us a follow on those give us a listen yeah um I will be looking into getting us on Apple Podcasts because that should have been an automatic thing. But I think that there was a, a little issue because that's what happens when things are automated. Uh, so I'm going to try to get us on, on there uh, so that you all can listen to it on there as well. Because I know some folks prefer Apple Podcasts. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be there soon, TM. <laughs> soon, TM. Also, Love we are it. super close to affiliate on Twitch. We were just nine followers away from affiliate on Twitch. Yes. yes. Uh, it's also free to follow on <laughs> yes, Twitch, so and you'll get notifications yes. when we go live go with live gaming. Every Saturday. Yeah, when we do gaming video, and... not videos, streams, and uh, mm-hmm. our podcasts, all of that fun stuff. So yeah, y'all from YouTube, come on over. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening on Twitch, or if you're watching on Twitch, Go over on YouTube because there's an unboxing there of the Series S. If you're listening on on Spotify, follow us everywhere. (laughs) Anyway, now that we scared you all away, bye. With our redactedness. Bye, Bye, friends. Thanks for being here, everyone. See you next week. You guys are amazing. See you next week. Same time, same place. Yes, bye. Bye, guys.